Hi there, Anna McKinley here, and thank you for joining me. I'm on a mission to bring you 100 pieces of quality content over 100 days, content designed to help you improve the quality of your life in all areas, professional and personal. And look, over the last few days, I've been reminded of the importance of sleep. You know, we're living in challenging times, and a lot of us are focused on moving forward, dealing with the COVID situation, adjusting to the new normal, and trying to keep our work, our jobs, our businesses going. And that's creating anxiety. It's, you know, a lot of people are trying to work longer hours to beat the recession or to recover. And that is why sleep is coming to the fore. Because here's the thing. Um, sleep is actually vital to our ability to stay resilient, to our ability to stay healthy and ward off infection. Uh, you know, it's important for our immunity and also for our ability to stay innovative and adapt to change. So it's more important now in a way than ever before for us to have decent sleep. And the fact is, is that most people don't get enough quality sleep really for us to be able to perform at our best. And even a you know, relatively moderate reduction in the quality of our sleep does have a real impact. A.M. Williamson and Anne-Marie Fayer, it is um, actually found back in 2000 in a study on this, that moderate sleep deprivation produces impairments in both our cognitive and our motor performance. So brain and body that is equivalent to legally prescribed levels of alcoholic intoxication. In other words, moderate sleep deprivation is equivalent to us having had a few too many drinks. Right? And a lot of people are actually living life at that level of uh, sleep deprivation. Here's the thing, the more research we do on the role and importance of sleep, the more we find out about how very important it is. When we sleep is when our brain sorts and files memories. It's when our brain also manufactures neurotransmitters, important chemicals that help regulate our mood and other aspects of our thinking. So, and, and there's a lot more to it as well. So our adequacy or lack of sleep can affect a lot of areas, our ability to concentrate and stay focused. Our memory, particularly our short-term memory, our ability to you know, hold thoughts in our mind as we engage with things, our productivity and effectiveness on the job, our mood, um, you know, our ability to actually stay and be happy. In fact, ongoing um, sleep deprivation can actually um, lead us feeling to, to feelings of low mood or even feelings that are similar to depression. Sleep, then the quality of our sleep also affects our sensitivity to pain, our immune function, as I've already mentioned, super important right now, right? Our emotional resilience and our ability to handle change and, and external stresses, and even our weight, right? Our body shape and weight. So sleep is super, super important. And it's more about the quality of our sleep than quantity. I mean, quantity is important, but it's essential for us to get good quality sleep because that's where the really good stuff happens for our brains and our bodies. So I thought I'd share with you today some tips that you can use to actually help improve both the quantity and quality of the sleep that you get. And a lot of it comes down to our routines, to be absolutely blunt. 
our brains love patterns and respond really well to routine and consistency. So one of the keys to having good quality sleep is to actually have a clear winding down routine at the end of the day before sleep. Something that helps you to relax, to disconnect from external stuff and from the day's events and transition into sleep. It doesn't need to be complicated, but just a few things that you do that tells your brain, hey, it's time for sleep now, will actually help you transition into that. And just things that help you to relax and help your mind and your brain and your body just slowly shut off. So I mean, there's a number of uh, different things that people do. Um, having a shower, doing some yoga or some stretches before bed, uh, meditating or breathing exercises or simply reading. Not TV, and I'll give you the reason for that in a moment. <laughs> All right. So having a good nighttime routine is important. Going to sleep consistently at around about the same time each night also makes a very, very big difference to the quality of your sleep. And also having a consistent morning routine because you're looking after the bookends of sleep as well, making it predictable for your brain and your brain will reward you with a better quality of sleep. And it means waking up at about the same time as well, so you've got consistency at both ends. That also goes for weekends, by the way. Even on weekends, you want to be waking up and getting up around about the same time or at least within an hour or so of the time you usually get up during the week. That will actually give you better quality sleep over time. A few other tips. You may have heard this one before, but it's actually really important to avoid blue light for at least 30 minutes before retiring for sleep. And that is, it's not because blue light is necessarily bad for us, but from a biochemical point of view, blue light actually says to your brain, hey, it's morning time, it's time to be awake. So if we're actually sending that signal to our brains just before going to sleep, well, it's just not going to work very well for us. Right? So what does that mean in practice? It means avoiding the TV, avoiding LED screens like you know, tablets and phones and that kind of thing, unless you've got a good quality blue light filter of some kind or blue light filter glasses. Okay. Um, what else is there? Well, nutrition is important as well. Good nutrition does help us to sleep better, but a couple of particular things. Number one is avoid caffeine. Caffeine actually takes quite a long time to fully process through our bodies, and so you actually want to avoid caffeine um, from early afternoon. Um, for most people, two o'clock in the afternoon would be the very, very latest that you'd want to be actually drinking a cup of coffee if you want to get a good night's sleep that night. And the other thing as well is alcohol, you know. Um, alcohol, while it makes us drowsy and does, you know, may even put us to sleep, it can, in fact it does, reduce the quality of the sleep that we have. So although we might be asleep, we don't get the same benefits for our brains. And that's why we often wake up feeling a bit foggy, feeling a bit of the brain fog, and we often don't have the same level of energy, we're not as um, refreshed and we're just not as effective the next day. And the last piece of it is actually exercise, physical exercise. The bottom line is if your body hasn't done any real work, it's not going to be tired. <laughs> All right. And what most of us do each day sitting at a desk, that's not going to tire out our body. It will tire our mind 
but our body still has energy. So that's why it's actually important to get adequate physical movement, um, you know, including movement that raises our heart rate, something that's, that's moderately cardio. That does improve the quality of our sleep. Uh, because a tired body rests better. So there are some tips for you. I'm just going to recap for you. So the first one is having some routines, some established routines, and some consistency around when you go to sleep and when you wake up in the morning. Avoiding blue light for at least 30 minutes before retiring for sleep. Watching your nutrition, and particularly what we're eating and drinking just before retiring for sleep, avoiding that caffeine and alcohol too close to bedtime as well, and getting adequate exercise. And look, if you put those things in place, that will help you sleep better. And if you want to dive into this stuff deeper, what you can do is actually explore your own personal chronotype. Your chronotype is the kind of biological rhythm when you naturally, when your body naturally, you know, wants to sleep and wants to be awake and various other aspects around that. Uh, there are a number of great resources out there in the world to help you understand your chronotype and what that means in terms of the routines that will be most beneficial for you. Um, there are even tests on the internet that you can do to determine what your chronotype is. Um, a particular book that I recommend in that space is um, The Power of When by Michael Bruce. B-R-E-U-S-S. -S. Uh, that's, that's a great book on the subject, but there are many, many similar resources as well if you want to dive into this topic more. Hey, that's all I wanted to share with you today. I hope this has served you. I hope you've got some ideas to improve the quality of your sleep because improving the quality of your sleep is going to improve the quality of your entire life. So enjoy that. Rest well, and I will speak with you soon. Bye for now.